Hi, I'm Richard Stead, rugby league commentator at Yorkshire Radio over in Leeds in Yorkshire, and you're listening to White Line Fever. that the clock just struck midnight and I'm standing at the crossroads in Clarksdale, Mississippi where Robert Johnson allegedly sold his soul to the devil some 80 years ago. That's right, it is the middle of the night. I'm in Mississippi and I'm welcoming you to White Line Fever episode 19 and behind me is uh, um, a sign that signifies, well at least for the sake of tourists, that this is where that famous deal was done, perhaps bringing into existence the art form that we know as rock and roll and I think it's pretty fitting because, uh, well this is a rock and roll show and uh, thanks for sticking with us for 19 episodes. Um, I just wonder if, if we look back all that time, whether the devil and Robert Johnson, as they stood here, uh, as I said, eight or nine decades ago, if they could have imagined that uh, what they, their deal they were doing would bring into being a band like Steel Panther. And after this song, we'll be talking to Steel Panther. But first, in honour of another great band and another great, uh, uh, more great exponents of the devil's music, um, we'll play a song from Van Halen, which I think pretty much captures right here. This is Lexi Fox, and you're listening to White Lion Fever. Okay, we're back with uh, Lexi and Michael Star from Steel Panther. Michael Star. Now I've got a question for you. You're a very like serious band. What if someone put a, put together 
a band that was a parody of Steel Panther. Would that be cool? What's a par- what do you mean? Like someone who a band that's kind of made fun of Steel Panther. Whoa. Like what, where, like what do you like, mean, make fun of us? Well, I don't know. Like, uh, their hair might be bigger, or their their pants that, might be brighter. I, that would be stupid. <laughs> that would There's... never fly. Like a parody band? That's stupid. Yeah, why would they... I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, parody I would... bands, I just don't get it. I don't get it either. Yeah. I mean, it would be stupid. It'd would be they stupid. have their own songs, or would they do... Would they be... Like, what, what would they do then? Yeah. Play covers? Yeah, what, what would a cover of a... What would a parody of a Steel Panther song sound like? I, I know it's like new to me. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, if someone yeah, were, I, I know there's a band that's a tribute to us. Hmm. They're called Surreal Panther. Surreal Panther, and oh. they play all our stuff, and mm. that is extremely flattering. Mm. There's mm. like four of them now, mm. and it's just that, four guys. Well, there's four guys in that band, but there's four of the tribute bands. Oh, I there's didn't know Iron that. Iron Python. I didn't know that. There's Surreal Panther. There's also, uh, is it like? Do they look like us? Well, they dress just like us. I mean, they don't look like us. Like, all the guys in the European Surreal Panther have, like, really big uh, English features. Oh, right. I know what you mean. No chin, bad teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, what um, is there another record? You, do you write songs when you're traveling? What, what, is there a record in the, in the, in the works? Well, right now, I'm, I'm, I have, I'm really busy with, like, a lot of my uh, stuff that I do, like, things and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about, like, that kind of stuff it sounds fun you know yeah, well, I, well, most of the time because I do a, a lot of writing inside my own head and then when I present it to the guys it's usually not what they like so but some of it was good remember that's a song you came up with Pole Sledger yeah I thought everybody thought I was stupid I thought it was bitching because <laughs> like it's like a sledgehammer meeting a pole <laughs> See, sorry you like it does the concept have a, a lifespan, or can you can you be, imagine playing forever? Well, I mean, if you if you look at us right now, mm. I'm 53 years old. Mm. He's 48, 49. I'm up there. I don't like to do that. I'm like a tree that you can look in with roots. Oh, that by the way, I have to get my roots done. You do. <laughs> but you know, it's like saying you know, Carbine. is pizza ever going to go carbon style? You know, mm-hmm. fuck no. Everyone loves pizza. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves beer still. How many people thought, oh, beer's going to be around forever? And it is, you know. Like, we're like cock- cockroaches, man. We're never going to go away. Lots of songs in rock history are about someone specific, like My Michelle, for instance. Are your songs like Fat Girl, are they about anyone specific? Have you? Yeah, like, Fat the girls that eat too much food and don't throw it up. <laughs> you mean talking about you like a specific An individual? Fat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, Styx wrote that about a chick that he used to fuck. Mm. And it, she almost looked like a guy. That's why in the video... The guy that's playing the fat girl, it really resembles what she looked like. As a matter of fact, I think it was her. Does she know it's about her? Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. I mean, that that girl enjoys the pleasures of being fat because mm. you know, <laughs> fat girls. You know, if if you, if you embrace your fatness, mm. it's bitching. Mm-hmm. But if you don't embrace you it, you have to own it. Yeah. I think it's they, hard, you know. If you're in denial about it, you're like, no, I'm skinny, yeah, and then yeah. some days I'm fat, you know. Just like if you're like, I'm fucking fat, and I don't fit in a lot of clothes, and I don't look good in some angles. But somebody's going to want to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any celebrities in Australia that you want up on stage and will wind up? Um, but any celebrities you would love to join you on stage? Uh, it'd be pretty cool to have the singer from NXS get up and join us. <laughs> That would be like amazing because he would be like coming out of the dead and fucking performing with us. That would be really. That would be like the top story on CNN. For sure, because right. that, that doesn't happen to any bands over in Australia. If no one's person. ever done it. I mean, Bon Scott maybe as well. Yeah, yeah but dude, I think he's in hell because he partied. That's <laughs> bad, dude. Once you're once you're contract in hell, you, you come yeah, back as there, like you, a serial you, you killer. Keep, or something. Right? Yeah, you do mean shit. Okay, a message. Your fans in Australia have been waiting more than a year to see you. Um, a message for them, and then we'll get a final song, and we'll let you go on stage. Fantastic. <clears throat> it's your, oh, you're up. Okay, uh, a final word to our fans in Australia. Thank you, number one, for being a fan. And number two, we're sorry. And the reason we're sorry is because it's taken us so fucking long to come out there. And honestly, it has nothing to do with us. We'll fucking go play the opening of an envelope. We don't give yeah. a fuck. Mm. We, yeah. we play back at our party still. We played mm-hmm. his his little brother's birthday party. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had a blast. He got drunk. He was he's he shouldn't be. He had alcohol poisoning. Yeah, poison. it was a fun party. But it was cool because we he when we found out he had alcohol poisoning, 
It reminded me of the band Poison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, sorry. That might be another song we could choose. Really? Because you just put something in my brain. I got a song for you. Mm. Number one, Bad Boy by Poison. That's a great choice. You like that? Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Dan Thank you. Down. See you, Australia. Down. Woo! We could have an airplane, huh? <laughs> I got first class. Welcome back to the program, and uh, this is the footy bit. Sorry that we didn't say much about round one of the NRL or round five of Super League, but I was otherwise uh, um, uh, occupied. I was in New Orleans. But um, now, when we're talking about the Friday night games in the NRL and Super League, this is a bit of a throat, bit of nostalgia for me because uh, we used to uh, sit in my uh, childhood bedroom in suburban Wollongong and we'd uh, hold uh, a little old tape recorder up to the television and up to the radio and pretend we were hosting a program. Uh, talking about uh, what was in the Sydney Rugby League Premiership. I used to do it with the fellow who's now with me here at Skilled Park, Scott Dunn. How are you, Scott? Very good, Steve. The only problem with that was I was never any good at it, and you were. Oh, no, I've still got the old tapes, actually. I think they would prove otherwise. In fact, unless you give me $20, I'll be posting those tapes on the internet. Uh, let me just go through my wallet right now. Uh, I've got five. Can you take that? Yeah, yeah that's okay for a down payment. Um, now, um, we'll, we'll talk about old times briefly, but um, we'll talk about the footy, don't want to bore the listeners too much. Um, now, last night I was at uh, North Queensland 28, Brisbane 26 at Suncorp Stadium. Did you watch that game? I did, I did. Matt Bowen, outstanding, yeah? 
I can't believe that uh, he did score that try at the end. It was quite a quite a remarkable finish and a season of remarkable finishes so far. Mm. And what about um, we, uh, we won't labour on 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 the games, but um, I suppose from the Broncos' point of view, if I was a Broncos supporter, I thought, would have thought I got my money's worth. But um, Anthony Griffin, very disappointed. He thought the defence was poor. Uh, he would have been disappointed even if they'd won. Well, what do you think? Uh, I think if you had looked at North Queensland performance last week, there would have been some expectation, even though mm. players are all politically correct now and say we don't uh, project what we're going to do, I think there would have been some expectation they would have performed a lot better against North Queensland than they did last night. Manly 22, West Tigers 18 at uh, Blue Tongue. I saw glimpses of this. It looked like a pretty good game. Um, Manly looked strong early. West Tigers got the points. Uh, then um, Manly seemed to take control of the match. And then a bit of a grandstand finish with West Tigers sort of storming back. Adam Blair looked like he had a fair game. Gareth Ellis got injured. Did you see any of that game? Uh, I saw a little bit of it. But just, look, just in my opinion, it still shows that they're... There is some fragility about West. As, as much as people talk them up as as potential premiers, I I just see fragility. They don't want to they don't want to grind out the hard yards in their game. What do you think, listeners? I think he goes all right. I think we'll have him on every week, but we don't pay very well. Um, now I'm going pretty good so far, remembering score lines without anything written down in front of me. Let me see if I can remember the score line from Headingley this morning. It was Leeds 26, Warrington 18. Uh, Warrington undefeated until. This morning, uh, good team leads uh, that seem to be sort of bouncing off uh, uh, the uh, performance against Manly in the World Club Challenge, whereas Manly's performance that night seems like it was a bit of an aberration if you look at their form since. Yeah, I would agree. I think Manly have, um, have really stamped themselves and, and shown that the pre-season really wasn't there what they were concentrating on. Poor old uh, Royce Simmons, uh, we believe he's already going to be replaced by Nathan Brown at St Helens next year and a 22-10 defeat at home at Langtree Park. It must have hurt. I believe the Saints fans did what is known as the Wigan Walk. They left uh, with uh, 10 minutes left. Uh, so Hull, I didn't say who won that game. Hull won the game, 22-10. Good win for Hull. Disappointed for Royce. I feel a bit sorry for him. Now let's talk about, talking of Saints, let's talk about old times, Scott. Um, you're wearing a Raiders jumper, but we were raised in Wollongong. Why don't you follow the Dragons? I was very much an Illawarra Steelers boy, as you were, Steve. Sort of, that's, uh, that was our, our formative years of, of, uh, of rugby league. And I still am of the opinion that I can't support the Dragons. Yeah. If the Steelers ever come back in, I'm there like a shot. But and you are with me on this stupid Illawarra Cutters in the New South Wales Cup. I mean, a golden opportunity to revive one of the games. Are we exaggerating saying great brands, very recognisable brands in the Steelers? I suppose a great brand is St George, a great brand is... Uh, St Helens or Wigan, but uh, you know a pretty good brand, and uh, they and they just passed it up for, for what? I, I can't understand what. What is a cutter? <laughs> look, look, it may not be a great brand, but in the Illawarra, it is a beloved brand. People mm. still have strong feelings about the Steelers, mm. and you know it may only be New South Wales Cup, but I think if they had have named themselves the Steelers, people there would have been people who stayed out of rugby league because of the Steelers going that would have gone along just to watch a New South Wales Cup team called the Steelers. Now Scott, uh, there's two things left to do. We're going to take a photo for Facebook (laughs) and uh, you're going to uh, reach way back into the early 1980s when we used to listen to Casey Kasem's American Top 40 on a crackly AM radio and you're going to request the next song. What is it? Look, I'm going to let you pick the song but I'm going to say, can it be anything from Kiss? Because you are responsible, right to this day, for the fact that I like that band. That goes back to high school. Well, in that case, I'm going to pick a song that I specifically remember listening to on Casey Kasem's Top 40 in my bedroom in Windang. And it's a song which had the word balls in the single replaced by the word guts. And it was off the most maligned album Kiss ever released. It was named the number one worst album of all time in classic rock. Uh, last month, but I love it. The album's called The Elder, and the song is called I. And I hope we I speak to you again this year, Scott. Absolutely, Steve, anytime. <laughs> Thank you.
Hey, what's up? This is Scott Ian. This is Rob Caggiano of Anthrax, and you're listening to White Line Fever. Welcome back to White Line Fever. That was Kiss. And I'm here with Andrew Moore at Allianz Stadium, and we are talking about Saturday night. Thanks for coming on the program again. We had an enormous uh, number of requests after your appearance last year. <laughs> I'd rather talk about Gene Simmons, actually, <laughs> than the tongue. The tongue is what you like to talk about? Yeah. What's your favourite Kiss song? Oh, uh, <laughs> I like them all. All right. I, I bet you don't like the one we just played, actually, because it was off the most hated Kiss album ever. Yeah, OK, I'll brush that one. But <laughs> okay. I generally love them. Now, we're just going to quickly go through last night. You called uh, one of these games, Canberra 24, Gold Coast 12. Do we learn anything about either team from that game, or is it just an early season match and not much? To- the Raiders seem to have a bit of composure this year, don't they? I think what we learnt was the Gold Coast are in for a tough year again, unless they can sort a few issues out. Nate Miles and Jamal Idris, they're new uh, recruits. I thought they both did pretty well. Mm. Scott Prince is the worry for me. He, he was very ordinary last year and started pretty ordinary this year. So with a couple of years to go over contract, I think he really needs to pick up. Otherwise, they're going to struggle. Canberra, once Campisi gets some confidence to start running, I still think they can really challenge for a spot in the top eight. OK, and uh, this is a big score on Canterbury, 30 St George Illawarra 4. What's doing there? Well, for Canterbury, they look like a Des Hasler coach team to me. I thought they were really good, but the Dragons, most unsaints-like, and Dragons fans are going to be thinking what's going on with the new coach. Um, hopefully it's just an aberration for them because if they keep playing like that, they're going to miss the top eight. Mm. I can't remember the last time Saints dropped that much ball, gave away three penalties playing the footy. It was a really undisciplined performance. I'll be shocked if that continues. I won't ask you any more questions about this because you're paid to talk about this stuff. So I'm not going to ask you to give, tell, give me any more goal for free. Super League overnight, uh, Catalan 40, Salford 18. London 42, first win of the year over Castleford 16. Good to see the two expansion teams have a win. And Bradford 36, Hull KR 24. 28 unanswered points in the last 20 minutes to Bradford, away from home. It's pretty un- unbelievable. I'd say the Hull KR coach might have a few tough training sessions this week. What music is coming up next? <laughs> the next is actually a band I, I just been on, went on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Of course you did. Yeah, yep. and, uh, and there's a band called Tesla who are on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. They're, uh, so I'm going to play a song called, uh, uh, what's it called? Come to Me by Tesla. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's Tesla. <laughs>
come around I will help find a way If something's got you down It's just one of those days And the lonely nights Nights in the lonely days I may not get it right But I have to find a way We'll take it out day by day yeah. Come to me If you need someone And you're looking for some company If you need someone You know that you can come to me Well if you need someone You know that you can come to me That was Tesla. I'm still at Sydney Football Stadium and we're talking about Sunday's NRL games. I'm here with Glenn Jackson from the Sydney Morning Herald and the two winning teams today each scored 18 points. Uh, here, 18-0, and it was uh, the Panthers over the Roosters. Now, everyone's talking about how well the Panthers played, uh, how good their defence was, um, but maybe not as much scrutiny on the Roosters and perhaps that's partially because some of the comments by the coach, Brian Smith, after the match because he's he sort of diverted us in another direction, didn't he? He tends to do that, doesn't he, Brian? But uh, he does it very well. He uh, seemed to uh, put a lot of emphasis on the wrestling, I guess, now. Um, it's above... Feigning of injury, that was the other one he was talking about? Yeah, Michael Jennings obviously scored two tries today and uh, second one showed a lot of pace after, uh, after appearing to be down, um, down injured. Um, so Brian looks like he... He might have taken the focus off his side a little bit there, which is, uh, as the best coaches always do, really. Uh, you can't blame him for that, but um, his team will certainly have to improve because they weren't very good today, didn't show a lot. I guess one thing I took out of this game was that they, uh, they weren't, in the first two rounds, they haven't really been the best side. Well, they weren't the best side against South Sydney, really, and, mm. and, and the Roosters got over the line eventually with a, a stunning final three minutes of play. But uh, today... Uh, or, on uh, on Sunday, they, they they didn't show a lot against the uh, against the Panthers at all. They didn't throw a lot at them. And while the Penrith defence was uh, was very good, uh, the Roosters have got a lot of work to do. Newcastle eighteen, Cronulla six at Toyota Stadium. But really, the result is secondary to a dislocated, partially dislocated shoulder to New South Wales captain uh, Kurt Gidley. Uh, it's not is that the point where the Blues already have to start looking around for a new skipper, or do we think he'll be back long before Origin? What, what are you hearing? Well, it, it looks as though it's a, at some stage during the game it looked like he might be back f- for the contest, but mm. that obviously changed pretty quickly once they worked out how serious it is. Those things, I guess you can push on, um, have a few weeks off and maybe then, then push on and try and get through, um, get through the rest of the season, but obviously there's a gamble in that as well. And uh, uh, occasionally with those ones he might, he might just require reconstruction. So that's, that would... Be, uh, that would be the season for Kurt. So look, it's a, it's one of those ones. I'm sure he'll be uh, desperate to get back out there, and he might. He's a he's a tough player, and he's a very obviously one of the fittest players in the competition as as well. So he'll be looking to get back out there as quick as possible. He may well gamble to try and get back out there because it's obviously a big season for uh, for New South Wales as well as a big season for Newca- Newcastle. Thanks, Jacko. Make sure you send me that invoice. I'll file it straight in the waste paper basket. Um, here's, uh, here's another song, another band from the uh, Monsters of Rock Cruise UFO. Thanks, Jacko. No probs.
Welcome back to the longest episode of White Line Fever ever. I think this is about the fifth or sixth segment. I can't keep track. Uh, I am in a car. Uh, we are leaving uh, Parramatta Stadium, and we have just seen Monday Night Football. It was pretty eventful. Uh, we, it was a win to the Warriors, 36-20 over Parramatta. The big news early in the game was Jared Hayne went off. Looked like he'd done his knee out for the season. Uh, as we sit here, and I'm with uh, Dan Ganane from Triple M, things are looking a little bit better for Parramatta. Um, what did you think of the game? It was pretty good. Well, firstly, Steve, am I breaking a law by talking to you and driving along Victoria Road at the same time? Now, this isn't the phone, so I gather I'm allowed to be doing this. this is, uh, I don't know if there's a podcast bylaw in New South Wales, is there? I'm concerned that I'm the fifth or... No one... Is anyone going to get to this... Por- I, I, will we get to this portion and people still listening? You know, any time <laughs> I get asked to be on a podcast, I'm always the last chapter. Now, that's okay. <laughs> But I feel like now I've got a freedom because if you've got this far, you must be a hardcore fan. Uh, well, and you're probably not a highway patrolman. No, exactly. <laughs> um, and it looks like you're holding a phone in front of me. Uh, I, I really like Parramatta tonight. Um, if I hold it any lower, it's going to look like something else completely, so I'm going to keep it where it is. Look, you, you keep it. You keep your ABC mind out of the gutter. I'll just keep my Triple M clean mind on uh, on clean matters. Um, I, I love Parramatta tonight. They showed a lot of heart. They didn't deserve to lose by 16. Um, I hope Jared Haynes okay. Uh, he seems to think he's okay, but I suppose we'll wait for a scan tomorrow. But, geez, that was an entertaining game. We turned up, and, you you know, with the Monday nights, you sort of, um, uh, you know, most of them are really good matchups. Some of them you fear that it could be 18-0 after 15 minutes, and it's just going to run its course. And we, two games yesterday were 18-0 for long stretches, weren't they? Well, <laughs> you know, had we done... The Cronulla game was interesting because they kept bombing chances, but that Roosters... And there was game. an injury like tonight at a similar stage. Well, and I'll tell you, the worst games... The, the Roosters-Penrith game was an interesting game, but it's death to call because not much happens. Now, interesting storylines, you know, Penrith came back. Uh, but what you want, the perfect game... We almost had it last week. You want it to be 22 all with five minutes to go because that means you've had the score ticking over. It's been pretty close and obviously the exciting finish. Last week we had... Um, oh, here's a copper coming past now, but they're chasing <laughs> someone else. Um, last week we had... What was it? 20 to 12 with five to go. Roosters came back. So that was brilliant for us. Tonight, almost. I mean, it was um, 24-20 with 10 to go. So that, you know, as a caller, that's exactly what you want. And, and Parramatta were great with the ball. And, and their wingers, Seo and Blair. Geez, they've got something. Particularly Blair. He's a giant. And, and he was taking on Vaduvai. And he wasn't taking a backward step. So, um, you know, we're getting a lot of text tonight on the Triple M call saying, oh, Steve Kearney's only got to around 10 or round 8. Well... You know, I know they're 0-2, but there's a fair bit to like about them. Um, you know, you've got to remember they're, you know, a young team and give him a chance. But, you know, I suppose now they've got to back it up next week. That's going to be the test for them. OK, we'll keep going forward in the car, but we're going to put the podcast in reverse and we're going to go backwards in time. I know that you've got no interest in this, so I'll just talk about it. Um, the, this morning, there was an amazing game in England where um, Widness, who everyone thought would not win a game all year, beat Wigan 37-36. to 36. Um, Unbelievable. And Wigan rested a lot of players, um, which is an indication that the comp in England is well, it wouldn't happen here, that you would rest players even against a team running last. Um, so I'd imagine their coach, Sean Wayne's under a little bit of pressure after resting players and, and losing to strugglers like, uh, with four or five ex-Wigan players in the side too, so they'd be rubbing it in. How's the comp going over there, Steve? I, I uh, don't get to see any of it, really. Uh, Fox Sports used to run games, then Channel 9 had it, and they still might have it. I'll, I'll, you know, if it's on at midnight and I'm having a late night, I might catch it. But um, It's not on this year at all. No one in Australia. Uh, Channel 9 is showing the Queensland Cup, but uh, not even Fox or no one wanted want yeah. to show Super League. Is it going backwards, the comp? Is it progressing? I mean, we see now with our game, salary caps are about to go through the roof because the TV money's about to come in. You were telling me last year about the TV deal in England, which is a pittance compared to the NRL. Um, it seems like I'm an outsider looking in that if it wasn't for the rich owners, then that game would be in a little bit of the TV. The TV, the TV rights aren't the problem. In fact, uh, I don't know the figures, but I think Sky play pay quite handsomely for Super League. Certainly, they don't have any opposition, so they could probably be a lot less generous than they are. But I think what what I was 
referring to is that they've just done a, a rights deal, a naming rights deal with Stobart, right. and Stobart are paying no cash. They're just putting Super League logos on a hundred trucks. Oh, see, that's a bad sign. That's like when the North. Remember when the North Sydney Bears, just before they died, um, I don't think English rugby is going to die. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just <laughs> suggesting that. But remember when North Sydney Bears did a deal with BBX, mm. and they were given business points as part. And that <laughs> wasn't a good sign. So anyway, no, I think, I think, I think the game is is strong where it's always been strong. I mean, it's strong in Wigan. It's strong in Leeds. Um, you know, it, Bradford are um, uh, you know scored a, a great win this weekend. So that's a that's a city that loves rugby league, but the team hasn't been going so well lately. But I mean, I think the expansion that they've attempted recently, aside from Catalan, who are going very well, yeah. uh, you know, Wales was a disaster. The team went belly up. Players are owed money, um, and and witness were rushed in and spent less than their salary cap. I mean, imagine in the NRL if uh, a team joined and admitted straight away that they were spending below the salary cap and would probably have some tough days ahead in their first season. I mean, I suppose it's like GWS in the AFL, which I don't follow. But well, we want we want English rugby league to be successful. I mean, our only glimpse of it really is the World Club Challenge, and you know everyone calls it. Well, what does the game mean? Because it's on at the start of the season. How can you? Re- but all we see is a full house, and usually the English team wins. So we kind of assume, oh well, English Super League going all right. Probably not the same consistency and quality as our comp, but must be going all right because their champions seem to compete with ours. So uh, I hope it. I hope it continues. Um, it's got to be a little bit of a worry when blokes like Ellis and Graham and Burgess are starting to come over here, which you know it's the tide's turning in the sense of. It's always been our blokes going over there. But the other thing is we're seeing players come back from Super League and still match it. You know, it, it isn't necessarily, you know, Clint Newton's back here this year. Just That's just one, Danny Badiris. Um, so, you know, that's maybe a, that, uh, going the other way. It indicates that the, the comp isn't as weak as we might think. I think in answer to your question, if I was going to sum it up and I spent the whole off-season in England just about, rugby league is still strong where it was always strong. Right. Uh, but you can't, you wouldn't say it's booming. But I think here in Australia too, we don't appreciate appreciate um, how the economy generally is struggling in Europe and also in the US. Right. Now, there, there was the other game this morning. I can never I can never remember the score. I'm not going to try and remember it, but uh, it was a win to Huddersfield over Wakefield. And now we go back to, uh, you were tweeting about it, the game in Melbourne last night. Maybe Souths as well. Maybe, uh, did you see Souths' performance is similar to that of Parramatta tonight in that there was plenty of promise? Or did you think that it was same old, same old from Souths? No, they've got something, Souths. Their forwards are strong. And, um, and last week, well, they should, just should have beaten the Roosters full stop. Last night, 10 all. And they, they had the momentum against the Storm. And just a couple of moments of Billy Slater. It's funny that Fatuli Talanoa uh, goes for the corner, puts a foot over the line. Billy Slater, exactly the same play at the other end. And he's got the presence of mind to lift his feet. And because he's a magician and he's the best player in our game... And he, and he had a bad game last night. He was still probably the man of the match. That's how good he's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he turns the game. twenty Again, like tonight, 24-10, no fair indication. They've just got to get the ball to Greg Inglis. They just, you know, he didn't touch the ball until the 21st minute last night, and that was when he just moved in a dummy half. Second time he touches the ball, he draws in three defenders, throws out to the open winger, and they score. So if they can work out how to get the ball to Inglis, they've got the forwards to do some damage. Um, you know they should win as many as they lose, but you know they're zero and two, and they've you know they've had a losing culture. So uh, I hope I hope uh, they get it together. I, I I like seeing at the start of every year. I want the teams that have had bad runs, like Cronulla, like South, to turn it around. I think that's good for the game. Mm. What I did like like last night, Steve. So I really like Sunday night football, and I think this is. A future time slot for the game. It was instead of something else, or in addition to what we already have. Uh, I would either. Du- I hate the second Friday night game, mm-hmm. but that is such a rating success for Channel Nine in Brisbane that if Nine retain the rights, then they, they will want to keep that because uh, it's such a powerhouse up there. You know, almost as many people in Brisbane watch Friday night football as they do in as what's the live game in Sydney. Mm-hmm. You know, for a population that's only one third as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we in New South Wales don't appreciate just how valuable the Queensland market is. Mm. Gus Gould always talks about, well, if you're going to expand, let's have a second Brisbane team. He might have a point. Um, but getting back to Sunday night, it was the highest-rating game Fox had this week. Now, now more people might have watched tonight's game. We won't know until the morning. But more people watched last night's game, Melbourne South, than the Bulldogs and the Dragons. Now, that's a proper marquee game. Mm. 
yet more people were at home on Sunday night and there's really not much competition sporting wise and this is a big you know this is NBC's biggest product um, in the NFL or the biggest product in the NFL is NBC Sunday night football that gets 25 30 million viewers in the states every week I think it can be a real free-to-air product for nine or ten or seven or whoever wants it um, you can remove one of the Saturday night games and not have two games at 730 um, or I mean eventually we're going to get two more teams eventually yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, I just have this memory, and I know it's now 17 years ago. I just have this memory of 1995. You know, we all remember 1995 as the Super League year. But before Super League, we had three or four rounds of 20-team rugby league, and it was shocking. It was predictable that the talent was spread thin. And if you want to exa- want an example of, of sort of talent spread thin, just have a look at the quality of league during origin time when blokes are out being arrested or out injured. I just don't think we've got enough talent to sustain two extra teams and to maintain the quality of the game. Um, you know, you look at most teams 1-17, to 17, they're pretty good teams, but as soon as you start getting into the 20s and 21s and 22s, it, it starts to get thin. And I'd rather have 16... I mean, what is it? 15 out of the 16 teams don't even make money. They're losing money. Mm. Well, how are we going to bring... Why are we going to bring two more teams in to spread the television money amongst... That's that's two more teams you've got to give TV money to. I'd rather make the 16 teams really strong. And maybe... But, uh, I mean, this is something we talk about all night, but are the 16 teams in the places where we need them? Well, if you were to blow up the comp and start again then yes, you would have two teams in Brisbane and you'd have a team in central Queensland and, um, you know, you'd have a team, a second team in Auckland or a team in well, and you'd only have four teams, but it doesn't work like that. You know, we saw with the removal of North Sydney and South when they had three years out, you burn fans, a lot of them don't come back or they come back, but it takes them a long time. So it's not just as simple as transplanting the Sharks who are getting good crowds, by the way, but transplanting the Sharks to the central coast. If it was that simple... We'd, we'd have done it years ago. Um, it's a very delicate thing. And it's, the problem that the AFL has had is that the TV money has become so good that the North Melbournes of this world and the Western Bulldogs of this world, they can get bailed out now. And the so That's the whole idea. The NRL's aim is to, uh, to, to, to basically pay all the players, to make the club grant equal to the salary cap. So if the television money is as good, and maybe not even on this deal, but the next deal, is so good that it... it, it it, um, it can make sure that the clubs are paying their debts, uh, are making sure they're at least breaking even, then there's no need to relocate. Um, I understand the attraction of Perth as a time slot, um, but if that's the biggest thing going for Perth, then it's not enough. You know, it's okay, sure, they're, they're three hours or two hours behind, and you know, you can do a live game at 7.30, which is 9.30 back. I get all those things. But just because a bloke is waving around $20 million and he's got Benny Elias, you know, uh, as his right-hand man, that's not enough to justify risking a market that has already been burned once. No, but I think the Super League... I mean, I disagree with you fundamentally because I think the aim of a sport is not to make money. The aim of any sport is to maximise the number of people playing it and watching it. So that is the aim. That is the every day the people running sport should wake up with that ambition so that in itself justifies expansion from my point of view I'm not talking about making money, these teams have got to break even, Mm. you've got these teams bleeding Um, you know, who's the only team, I imagine Brisbane is the only team that's making money you, that's, that can't last forever, you know, we're, we're learning in New South Wales that with the poker machine money drying up or at least slowing down a little, it's made life even harder so these teams have to be self-sufficient. I think you've got to get the 16 or nearly all of the 16 self-sufficient. Then you can start to look at expanding the game. As soon as you bring in Team 17 and Team 18, um, and even if they're privately funded, that's TV money that is now split amongst 18, not amongst 16. Other revenues, merchandise, spread amongst 18, not amongst 16. And the quality of the game diminishes. So 
that's the way I look at it. Sorry for the voice. It's, uh, this is what happens when you call a game for 80 minutes, which is pretty exciting. It starts to go on you. You're like a taxi driver who goes home and goes for a recreational drive at the end of his shift, <laughs> or a prostitute who... Anyway, um, I appreciate what you're saying. I just, but as I said, I think, I think, you know, just because... I agree that the NRL shouldn't have to prop up clubs. If the NRL are propping up clubs um, through the television money, how do we know they're the right clubs? How do we know they're the ones who who should survive? Uh, you know, I, I think this is a good period where maybe the, you know the wheat from the chaff is being determined. Well, if if I had it my way, I wouldn't have a salary cap, and clubs would naturally die. Now that might sound cruel, but I'm a believer in market forces, and if. If Russell Crowe is silly enough to spend ten million dollars on players, let him spend. If John Singleton, you know, well, then we have a then we have an uneven competition that's less attractive to, uh, to to spectators, sponsors, and telecasters. But the players are then getting their rightful amount. You're not going to get players going overseas. You can buy players from the UK Super League. Geez, we're getting into deep issues. Here. Yeah, we are, and we've got nothing to talk about next time. But I mean, but to me, you end up in England uh, with the economy they've got and the, the population they've got, if the, if the Premier League title is shared between three or four clubs, then what will we have here where we have, um, you know, basically one more big rugby league city, um, you know, I, I we would have the most predictable, unmarketable, unattractive competition ever. I was reading this fascinating book <laughs> called um, Soccernomics, which is basically Moneyball but translated into soccer. And they did all these studies, and I won't go into what studies they did, but they basically found that fans of the English Premier League are comfortable with the same three or four teams uh, really contending for the title every year, and their team might be middle of the road, or they might always be battling for relegation. Um, anyway, it's a fascinating debate, which is far too deep for this conversation. Is Now, you work for a rock station. I know you said you like Hall and Oates, but can you please just request a song that is... Listenable has guitars and drums. Oh. Uh, Puddle of mud. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, control. Is that them? It is. It is. Um, I thought you might actually request she fucking hates me, but um, <laughs> we, we we can play that on the internet. No one's flagged the. No one's got on you uh, iTunes yet and actually flagged us for for swear words, which they're in, totally entitled to do. Right. But um, we won't play she fucking hates me. We'll play control. Thanks, Dan. I really like that, but I only said that song. I do like it, but I only said it because I wanted to impress you, and I uh, <laughs> I hope I've done that. That's about as much rock chops as I have. Okay, thanks, Dan. Goodbye.
have control of you I love the way you look at me I love the way you smack my ass I love the different things you do I have control of you